The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Earlier in the week, we had spoken to two young farmers marching to Dublin to highlight challenges that are faced by the young farming cohort. We also heard strong calls for the establishment of a new rural political party. Well, I'm joined in studio by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Fianna Fáil TD for Donegal, Charlie McConnell. Minister, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, what do you make, first of all, of the talk of a new rural party? Well, I, I think it's, um, it's, it's recognition of the fact that you have to be in government um, in order to, to deliver real change. Um, and uh, it's also, I think, a recognition from many of the independents that uh, uh, as they've been operating over the last 10 years, they haven't been making uh, that impact. And really, because politics is a team game, uh, you have to set out a programme for government and then you have to go about actually implementing it and everybody putting their shoulder to the wheel and indeed dealing with the challenges that come along the way in order to deliver the outcomes. And certainly, as Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, it's been my honour for oh, the last two and a half years to be in that position. So, so you see this as a logical, for farmers. a logical course of action for uh, independent rural TDs to take, to kind of get together, to give themselves a voice and perhaps a role in the negotiations uh, for government. Oh, well, listen, I think that's, and it's Michael Fitzmaurice really that seems to have made the, been making the running in that. And I know 10 years ago, Michael would have also been looking at the option of of, of putting together a political party. Um, and listen, while I certainly have respect for Michael in terms of his insight into agriculture, um, I wish him very well. Uh, now, he did say to us that I, he wouldn't start one himself, no, yeah. but it, were there to be one started, well, that he would be very interested in becoming a member. Well, yeah, well, I, I would wish him, if he was going to start it himself or, or any others, I would wish them very well because... Uh, it would be a fair task indeed to bring the independents together to agree in anything um, because I've been watching them very closely not just from the agriculture point of view over the last three or four years but other issues and by their nature there's lots and lots of incoherence even when it comes to agriculture issues massive incoherence so I, I don't see it as feasible or doable I don't see any any particular um, policy set of policies being put forward um, that would be underpin such a political party so I think it's uh, there's a lot of talk there uh, but I don't think we'll see much action and and I certainly don't think we'll see any delivery um, because you have to be in government to deliver. And certainly that has been my would, focus. Would that not be their ambition uh, to, to actually form some sort of a coherent grouping that might be a tail well, wagging a larger dog in government? Well, well, that's their talk. Um, that's their talk. But I mean, a lot of the independents have been around for 10 years now um, and haven't uh, formed into a coherent grouping uh, with no coherent policy set of policies. And I think we will see plenty more talk like this, Pat, but I, I don't expect we will see actually a, a coherent mm. grouping because but I don't see any 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 uh, common policy theme uh, between those. But listen, my focus as Minister has, to been, has been to work in government and certainly working with my colleagues as part of this three-party coalition. We've been delivering in a very serious way uh, for farmers. I've just delivered and this, this, this year year now the new common agricultural policy has started. I've just delivered a 50% increase in the funding for farm schemes starting this year. So for many of the schemes that are in place now this year, um, compared to what have been there last year, we've seen a 50% increase in funding. And that's making a real difference to farmers. And in terms of actually putting that common agricultural policy together, I travelled to every county mm. in the country, uh, meeting farmers in, in March um, and had engagement from each and every person that wanted to engage with me and contribute ideas in that. And I think we've delivered a, a cap policy as a result of that, which really works for farm okay. families and really but, underpins but, the rural economy as a result. Uh, too. And, and that may be so, but you know that old adage, when you're explaining you're losing, if you have to tell people how good you've been for them, uh, that if they don't feel it <laughs> viscerally, um, then they don't appreciate whatever you claim you've done. 
No, well, I, I think uh, from going around the country and, and as I say, I travelled every county in putting the cap together and I continue to travel the county or the country every week to engage directly with farmers and farmers do recognise the quality of the schemes that are there. That has been seen in relation to the applications, for example, for the various schemes. So, for example, the new Acres environmental scheme, uh, which is over 50% extra funding in it, um, it has been massively oversubscribed, something that I've worked to ensure we can we can have a place for everyone who's who has availed of it. The new uh, Suckler cow scheme, the, the, the suckler cow carbon efficiency scheme, significant extra payments in that. So for example the outgoing scheme which finished at the end of last year paid €90 Euro per cow on the first 10. Uh, this new scheme pays €150 Euro per cow on the first 23 um, and €120 Euro for all of the remainder. A massive, massive increase and again massive uptake uh, expected from, from farmers in relation to that. So farmers are, are, seeing, are, are seeing that. Um, and listen, the other thing is when you're in government you, you always have to um, Outline what your record is because every single day you'll have plenty of people trying to undermine your record and mm. misrepresent it. And I think farmers are seeing that this is a government that really is doing everything possible. But, uh, to on the other it. hand, farmers seem to be articulating the view that, uh, you know, the traditional farmers parties and Fine Gael would have been seen as one of the farmers parties, perhaps representing bigger holdings. Uh, Fianna Fáil would certainly have been seen as a party of the land as well. Um both parties having, uh, you, you know, themselves run ragged by the Green Party in terms of green initiatives, which farmers claim hurt them. Well, it, it will be, it, people will certainly try to represent it that way and we hear that every day. But if you look at the record of what this government is delivering, um, Pat, um, all of the schemes that would have been there uh, in the outgoing cap, I have um, um, run again. Um, with significant extra funding uh, and, and obviously listen I mean the, the issue of sustainability and of reducing our emissions not just in agriculture but across all, all sectors of the economy that isn't specific to one party that's something we all embrace and that's something that farmers have been embracing for a significant period of time what they want to be is supported in that and what they want to, to ensure is that their income um, is very much central um, and, and strengthened mm. in the process. But they see challenges at every turn. They'll be talking about the Nitrates Directive. They'll be talking about uh, some of the schemes, for example, to plant trees, much delayed. You know, a lot of things are uh, promised and then uh, it, the implementation takes a lot longer than uh, at first was promised. Well, implementation can take time, that's that's for sure. But in terms of the promises we've been making, we have been delivering on them. Uh, so I've outlined the various schemes there in relation to CAP. Forestry has been a challenge uh, over the last three years because of increased administration involved in each licence. And it evolved from a court decision in relation to how licences should be uh, should be processed and significantly increased the resources needed for that. That led to a backlog, which we have now dealt with. We we have just launched with Minister of State. I mean, can people fell trees um, pretty quickly e- now yes, if they can, apply? Yes. How quickly? Um, you can get an application for felling trees now in the time that would always have been the case, five, six months um, within making an application, which would be the standard the standard time previously. So that the backlog that has been there has been dealt with. We've also launched a new forestry programme, which has delivered 60% extra funding um, now for forestry. So, for example, just to take one example, in relation to uh, broadleaf trees now, farmers can avail of a grant, an annual premium as well as getting paid a grant to actually plant the trees in the first place um, you can get avail of a grant of a premium rate now of €1,100 Euro per year per hectare, 1100 which is 60% up on what it was previously and that's tax free and we've also increased the amount of the years that a farm a farm family can draw the premiums for, for from 15 years to 20 years so you take a farmer now that has a hectare of land, over 20 years they could earn €22,000 Euro tax free 
on that hectare. Massively, massively attractive and it's something I think that we're going to see farmers look to incorporate forestry in some areas of the farms where they can. And that's just one aspect of the additional options we're giving farmers um, to, 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 to achieve income. Mm. Also looking at, for example, the opportunity through energy. Uh, we've, we've significant grants in place, up to 60% recently announced for solar energy as well. Also stepping out a new policy in relation to anaerobic digestion, whereby in our recent climate plan, our objective is by 2030, the 10% of all the gas we use in this country um, and that household uses, uses, the 10% of that would be generated on farm through biomethane production uh, and producing biomethane. All, right. all of these are, are, are great initiatives. Um, the, the concern, I suppose, is, is that uh, farmers feel, rightly or wrongly, that they are uh, being put under pressure by the, the green agenda. Some of the text coming in, the minister isn't getting it. What the, the new party, if it were to be formed, what they want to do is replace the green tail on the already Dublin-centric government. You see, that's as far as it goes. That's basically the catchphrase and there's no more substance to it than that. And if, if you ask any further questions, uh, the policy platform falls apart. So as again, we'll, we'll, we'll hear plenty of noise in this for the next couple of years um, because many of the independents realise that, you know, to make a change, uh, you need to be in government. But as I say, um, we won't, uh, there's no coherence there. Okay. And, and, and it's against the backdrop of a government that is seriously delivering across all of the fronts in relation to agriculture. We're delivering and really importantly then in relation to the, you know, the, the the sustainability agenda, which obviously can cause unease. Right, an- another one here about with sustainability. In to actually um, partner with them to improve income, Why? continue to produce food, but really importantly deliver new income streams. Why is there no incentive to plant hedgerows? Well, there is an incentive to plant hedgerows under the new acre scheme, um, which 46,000 farmers have applied for and will have entered now this year, uh, oversubscribed by some 16,000. Um, there is a measures in that to plant hedgerows, which farmers will be paid, and many have taken up those options. OK, another one uh, wanting to know about a, a residential zoned land tax. Uh, there'll be no votes at those doors if uh, they're trying to force farm- farmers off their land with that residential zoned land tax. The idea being that you have land that's zoned residential and no one's buying it so you're stuck with zoned land and you're going to be taxed on it because no one's building. Yeah, so, so what's really important there and what the government have clearly said uh, to local authorities as well is that where farm, there's active farms which are zoned at the moment where the farmer wants to continue farming but not actually sell for development that they can apply to the county council and have it de-zoned. Uh, obviously, this is, we're, we're looking here at addressing the housing crisis and the housing challenge. As you know, just yesterday at Cabinet we made significant interventions further to the supports that are already in place. So, for example, and this is particularly relevant in, in rural Ireland, the there's grants available yeah. now of up to €50,000 for bringing yeah, a vacant property would, and €70,000 for a derelict. But, but in relation to... Yeah, why would you need to de-zone it? Because, because for, say, a farmer who's in his 50s and he's thinking in 20 years' time, I want to retire from this. I've got zoned land. I intend to farm it fully for the next 20 years, depending on which way the green wind blows. But I'm, I'm trying to so, remain on my farm. But I've got to get rid of my little potential nest egg. I've got to de-zone it to continue farming. Well, it, it could always be rezoned in the future. But the key thing is, Pat, that we want to ensure that there is that there is land available um, for uh, housing development and any land that is zoned, that it is available. Now, if that land isn't available, then there's no point in having it zoned. Therefore, for active farms, they can apply to have it de-zoned. But we need to be clear that whatever land is zoned around towns and villages, that it is available and it is being brought into circulation. But the key thing mm-hmm. is here, respecting farmers' right to farm it and to have it de-zoned so it can be continued yeah. to farm in, if that's their wish. 
Now, uh, one of the arguments brought up by the young farmers, and I don't know whether you're going to meet them today, um, 79 kilometres of a walk from a thigh to Dublin. They're, they should be here by now if they had a spring in their step overnight. And I hope the weather was kind to them. Will you be meeting them, by the way? Yeah, I will be meeting them, yes. I'll be going out to meet okay. them, and uh, as, I, as I do regularly, yeah. yeah. Now, w- one of the problems uh, outlined to us on the programme was about uh, dairy farmers and young dairy farmers who want to get into the business and applying for grants, that there's a cap on the number of animals they may have. No, that's that's not the case. Um, uh, they're referring to one particular investment item there. Um, uh, I have uh, recently, just this this year, introduced a new um, grant scheme for capital investments at farm level. It, it covers investments from milking parlours uh, to slatted houses for beef for beef cattle to sheep um, to investments such as fencing etc. And for young farmers in particular there's 60% grant aid available for those on-farm investments. In the outgoing uh, investment scheme there was 200 200 items, investment items which farmers could apply for grants for. I've increased that to 300 items. What about that cap? Yeah, so there's now 100 extra items in, in place on one of those 300 items, only one of those 300 items, which is milking machines, there's there's a cap um, on only one. Um, and that is so that we, we encourage people to spread out and invest in many different things. Um, so it's not, uh, that is not, the, but naturally, listen, as whenever you actually, and in this instance, I've increased the number, you know, but from 200 to 300, as is always the case, it's the one which there might be a quibble with, which which people focus on. But when you look at what's actually happening, we're backing farmers, particularly young farmers, massively with sixty percent grants for three hundred different investment okay. items in their farms. And another one says, and, and, uh, and that 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 one significant investment for that as well. Hedgerows for all farmers. Uh, the acre scheme you say has been oversubscribed uh, in any event, but it says here typical to announce initiatives, but then smother them in red tape and restriction. Uh, Is it hard to access that program? No, and and listen, it's been very popular and actually we had budgeted for and I have to say Minister for Public Expenditure uh, up until Christmas, Michael McGrath was phenomenal in relation to actually delivering and committing that 50% extra funding to all of my cap schemes for this year and for the next five years. But in Acres we had budgeted for 30,000 farmers this year and that was the expectation that that would be the number that applied. 46,000 actually applied and that shows that it's quite a popular scheme and I'm grateful to Minister for Public Expenditure Pascal Donoghue now new current minister for working with me to be able to ensure that we could actually have all of those in. Okay, now so that's the appetite that's there and that shows that farmers actually see it as a workable scheme. Harking back to the, uh, the, the the formation potentially of a rural party it's more than just about agriculture it's about services in towns it's about <clears throat> the ability to build maybe on your own land it's about public transport it's about lots of things and um, people don't want to see rural Ireland die. And, and, and these are all issues that we are working massively hard on in government and delivering on in government. We are actually seeing rural populations increase. That's what the census shows us. Um, and with with the significant investment the government are putting in, for example, to regional enterprise hubs, we want to enable that further, enable people to be able to live um, and work not just in agriculture, but in, in various uh, sectors of the economy in rural Ireland. But in terms of, for example, the capacity to build in your land, um, we, we are putting in place strong supports to support um, a young people, a young farmers and all young people to do that. So, for example... But, uh, but one-off housing is kind so, of well, outlawed well, yeah, under the planning regulations, no, pretty no, much no, in various certain, councils. No, it's certainly not. No. 
No, certainly not. Um, uh, there's different rules in different councils across the country. Those rules are balanced in relation to being able to try and ensure people that are actually from those areas can build in those areas because, and I saw this in my own county over the years, whenever you don't have any um, uh, rules in place, um, uh, people who have no attachment to the area can come in and buy up the sites and people who are actually from there then are not able to afford to live there. So it's about striking that right balance. But the government is absolutely committed to ensuring that people who have, are from farms and have family farms get to build on their own land. Um, and indeed, if you look at the supports that are in place, um, the decision of Cabinet yesterday, for example, to do away over the, for the next um, 12 months with a 21,000 euro development charge, that's going to be a big help to fam- to farmers, young people looking to build on the family farm. And also, if you look at the supports that are placed to all first-time buyers, they're important for young family farmers. Okay, but as, well. as so long as example, they adhere to the local rules. Well, and it's important those rules are sensible and, and, and that's the key thing. But the government is committed to ensuring that that, that, that that building can and continues to take place. But just, and because not everybody's aware of these supports. For example, at the moment you can apply to the revenue to get €30,000 of a deposit um, to help you buy or build your house, whether it's a one-off house or a, or a new a new a new house in a development, thirty thousand euro of tax you've paid over the last number of years as a, as a young person, you can apply now and get that thirty thousand euro back, no strings attached, um, for your deposit. Um, and then also, if you if you can't afford the full mortgage, the government will go thirty percent. There's a scheme for the government to go thirty percent equity with the young person to no. enable them to become the, a, a the shared equity schemes. The shared equity schemes. Those are really really important schemes that are available to everyone, mm. but, but but particularly important for young farm families. And I say the development charge decision at cabinet yesterday will be a really um, important step right. in supporting young farmers as well. Charlie McConnell, you have a lot on your plate, but thank you very much for uh, joining us in studio. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine and Fianna Fáil TD for Donegal, Charlie McConnell. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.